we must learn as the year is beginning. There are things that no one can do for us except we take specific and definite steps on our own. And you know, as we come into the new year, the church world has a mentality that needs to be addressed. Sometimes the challenge comes from the pulpit. If you go out there today, it will amaze you the number of different things we have called this year. I think I was passing by today. I saw one church, the year of holiness and favor, the year of a new song, the year of grace, the year of this and that, the year of fruitfulness. I've seen quite a lot. And while all of this is in order, there is a mentality in the church that it means that after those declarations, folks should go to bed and sleep and expect God to just favor them, expect grace to just carry them, expect favor to show up. And so we have this idea that after the declaration of what the year is, now God, you've told me that this is how the year will be. We are beginning to perform wonders. But the truth is that there are things that will not happen if we maintain a status quo mindset. If we stay the same way we have been, the same level of zeal, the same level of, of passion, the same level of work, the same attitude to things in life, and then we expect God to just break the rules that he has set for himself. One thing about God is that he's a God of order. He's a God of principles. He's a God that operates by the laws that he has set himself. And God cannot violate his own word to bring his promises to come to pass to us. And so my intention in the next two weeks is to let us know that the grace of God is abundant for you in, 2000, in 2020. When you have made up your mind to make what I will call some mind shift, I decided to call it a mind shift because what we have in church is a mindset. And a mindset is an attitude that speaks. In fact, there is a statement they said, Ki sera sera, what will be will what will be. And that's how sometimes, and that's how some people live their lives. Your life cannot be lived left to chance. The God you are serving is a God of specifics. He's a God that operates by principles and laws. He's a God that understands how, you know, the laws and the principles he has set will produce results. There are certain principles in the word of God, no matter what you do, except you stand by them, walk by them, live by them, you cannot get some expected results just anyhow. Turn with me this morning to the book of 2 Kings chapter 7 as I start this journey together with you. And I want you to 
If possible, open to that scripture, stand to your feet, read it loud and clear to yourself and get what I have got to say to you through that scripture. If you are ready, 2 Kings chapter 7, we're going to be reading just two verses, verse 3 and verse 4. Can we be upstanding to read the word of God? And I want you to read it very clear and loud. Read it to yourself. Read it to yourself. Read it knowing fully well that you are the one that is hearing and understanding what that scripture is saying. One, two, let's go. And there were four leprous men at the entering in of the gate. And they said to one another, Why sit we here until we die? If we say we enter into the city, then the famine is in the city, and we shall die there. And if we still sit here, we shall also die. Now therefore, come and let us fall upon the host of the Syrians, and if they save us alive, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall only die. We shall but die. I want you to be seated and listen. I'm sure that several times you have listened to or you have read or we have shared concerning this scripture. Let me, before I talk about them, let me first of all just say to us that, you know, we can pray fervently. We will keep our spiritual antenna very sensitive. But we must choose the mindset that will make us successful. Like I said, the church is full of so many people with a maintenance mind. With a mindset that what we need to progress is just to take a hold of a promise and forget every other thing. My focus is not on mindset. My focus is on mind shift. There are a few things that makes mind shift possible. And those are the things that we will share or discuss tonight. The Bible talks about these four men. If you have read the scriptures in verse 24 to verse 27 of the previous scripture that we, we just read. The Bible talks about a famine in the land. And talks about two women who killed their children. And this woman, they did so because of desperation. The truth is that they did something instead of sitting down and watching life go on. The only thing is that they did something that was out of place, that was totally wrong, that was a violation of another principle to be able to do. It was a principle of survival, but at the cost of killing their own children. They needed a change. They wanted something better, but they took a wrong step. And it looks like one of them woke up in the morning and suddenly realized that we were doing the right thing and we were doing the wrong thing for a right purpose. And so she wasn't going to kill her child. And the Bible says that they ran to the king and they were asking for help. Now, listen to me, church. The next thing that happened 
was that there was a spiritual battle going on. The king was going to kill the prophet. And then the prophet came with the prophecy. And the Bible says that Elijah said, By this time tomorrow, food will be made available cheap in the land. That was a prophecy. It's like what happens at every crossover service. When a word goes forth from God's mouth and his servants make declaration. So that year, Elijah's crossover message is that this is a year of abundance. <laughs> and the Bible says, he said, by this time tomorrow. So there was a word. And let me tell you, there was also a mindset. The Bible says there was a man on whom the king leaned, who was an economic advisor, who knew what the problems of the nation were. And he said, if God was to open the windows of heaven, can these things be church? One thing is that every prophetic instruction that we get, we must not have a mindset of can these things be? The attitude we must have is that, Lord, what do we need to do to bring the change? And the Bible says, the prophet said to the man, these things will happen. Your eyes will see it, but your mouth will not eat of it. Why? Because he was saying to him, as long as you remain in this mindset, you will not have a mind shift. There is this common statement we make, that if we keep doing the same thing, and then we expect something you know, different to happen. They said it's just a description of what insanity. But church, God knew that even after the prophet had spoken, somebody had to do something. And so these four leprous men who were the least qualified, and that tells me something, wherever you are this morning, whether you, you, you are, you, I mean, no matter which way you have looked at yourself, you can never be least qualified when God is involved. They were not the people that were supposed to bring the change. But listen, in their vulnerable state, they were interested, they were, they were willing to do anything. The Bible says, I mean, there is a common statement that he who is on the floor, he doesn't need to fear falling. Where are you falling to when you're already on the ground? They were the best materials to believe God. And I came to say to you, if your situation is bad, get ready to see God move. And these four men said, they said, why sit we here till we die? Listen, those men had a mobility problem. They had capacity problem. And of course, they had financial problem. Nothing was working for them because they were the poorest of the poor. Not only that, ladies and gentlemen, they were not allowed to stay in the city. They were put outside the wall. But interestingly, those who were in the city had no food. So the men said to themselves, listen, we stand a chance if we can make a move. Because let me say to you this year, number one rule, secret of making that shift is that you must have a progress mindset. Growth mindset. 
Listen, you have started the new year with how you ended the last year. But this year, you will be better than you were last year. The first rule and secret of being successful in life is that you must make up your mind that yesterday was yesterday. Yesterday was all that it could be. But there is an opportunity today and tomorrow. But most of us in church, we just think we should continue living life on the same roller coaster attitude. You know, and you, are, you have this particular net worth. You want to end up this year with the same net worth. You have this kind of um, situation around you. you. Your life cannot be followed by a routine of what will be, will be. There is hope for you. There is an opportunity for change. You can make progress and you can be better than where you are right now. You can continue living life the same way and expect progress. Growth must be your experience. These four men said to themselves, Let's analyze it. He said, if we stay here, we will die. We will fossilate. Life will pass us by. Every step you are taking in life, you must understand that the greatest interest of your heart is to be better than what you are yesterday. Make a mindset of progress. Don't allow life to put you where you are. Growth and progress is inevitable because if you don't make a change, life will leave you behind. What they were saying to themselves is that we can be better than this. They said, if we sit here, we die. Then they said, we have a few choices. And they analyzed it. They said, if we go into the city, the people in the city are not better than us. After all, they are killing their own children. So they said it's an option, but it's not a good option. So two options. One, sit here, die. Go to the, to the city, die. And they said to themselves, but we can go to the camp of the enemy. Those people have food. They are the ones who are making life miserable for us. And we are lepers in the first place. So when they see us, they can either have mercy on us or they kill us. So there is, and you know what they said to themselves? There is a way to die that is better than another. If you die, he said, if we stay here, hunger, kwashoko, all kinds of things will kill us. We will die slowly. If we go into the city, they will cut us into pieces. But if the enemy sees us, it's one shot. And they said, after all, it's still death. But it's a better death. He said, but if we go in, things might change. Somebody might look at us and said, let's use these lepers as informants to know how to deal with our enemy. We don't know what they will do to us. But our chances are high in the camp of the enemy. And what they were saying is that life is about motion. You can't stay in one place and make progress. This year is a year of progressive movement for you. This year is a year of enlargement of ideas. God didn't create you to be a statue. There's something on the inside of you. You are a difference maker. Listen, don't even forget the fact that God has invested so much in you. He himself is unhappy to see you stand still in one place. 
We can pray. We can fast. But it's about time to make a mind shift. Because one rule about life. Listen. You can be a tailor and be sewing clothes. Somebody, a friend of mine told me, said, he has this tailor. You know these people who put um, uh, their machine on their shoulder. And what this guy does is that they give him material and they give him a cloth that looks like that, I mean, uh, that they want him to sew. And in, in how many minutes he will sit before you and sew the thing. And because, you know, he's a street, uh, what do they call it? Tailor. When they finish, they'll give him 1,000, one five. And somebody saw the dress that this, this guy sold. I was asking the friend, where did you get this? He said, my tailor. He said, you want? Before you know it, added the, the money again on top of it and said, I will produce it for you to wear. But there are tailors that you went out of. They are sure. In the first place, it's by appointment. When you come, after they have assessed you and your material, somebody will measure you. Somebody will ask you questions. By the time you go through all the pro process, when they give you your bill, you will either have to look at the door, in other words, if you have to run away, or you make up your mind, after today I won't come again because of this money you are collecting in my pocket. There are tailors and there are what? Tailors. That man may have skill. That man may know what to do. But he has not taken his business to the next level of progress. So anyone that comes, his own is give us this day our daily bread. I was telling them the other day, are you not here? I don't know about you, but as a young boy, going to my uncle's shop in the streets of Lagos, sometimes during lunchtime, they give us money to go and have lunch. And my usual uh, order from those guys that sell them is either white rice with this plantain that they fry in your presence that is, is you know, the moment is turning from white to brown, they bring it out. And you ask them for one meat. But next door, there is another place. You don't go there it looks as if it was reserved for taxi drivers. Because in that place, the soup, I'm not exaggerating. Some of them, the plate for soup is different from the one for meat. In fact, they don't give them meat. They pack it, then they start choosing. So when they stop, if you put 10 there, if they eat 7, then that's when you charge the bill. With one small Pandered yam or gari like this. Only a taxi driver can pay for that. Because as he goes now and comes back, he has made money. But go and ask them anymore. If they still do that. Because when Uber came, nobody needs a taxi driver. The, 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 
your phone will bring driver to your doorstep. The money that you will pay will be agreed. You are not even telling stories. You enter air conditioner. Not the one that they are using fly whisk to send away flies from inside your car. You know those cars now? No AC. Then they will be playing Aruna Ishola of 1956. You are forced to dance the music you don't want to dance. They were the kings of the road. They had parks. If you, you, don't, if you pick a taxi on the road and you pick one in the park, the price is different. Gone at those I was asking somebody yesterday. I don't know who. Okay, it was a guy that came to do something for me on the car. I said, is there still Kabu Kabu in this town? He said, yes, pastor. If you, he said, if you have load to carry, you go to the market, you will see those ones. What happened? Mindset. Those guys used to eat because they know tomorrow there will be another passenger to carry. But the world has changed. You enter a cab, you don't spend money. They transfer money from account to account. Do you know what we are dealing with? We are dealing with a world that is moving faster. And in the church, they said that in the world, and it's true. Changes take place in the world in moments, in weeks, in months. Every car, every car, I was showing something to my wife yesterday. This is part of what we'll be talking. They said, don't be unhappy if you are working hard and progress is slow. If you are doing something and it looks as if you are not getting results, keep doing it because you will get there. You know why? They said, it takes six months to produce a Rolls Royce. It takes 13 hours to produce a Toyota. And I told my wife, do you know why it takes six months? Everything inside Rolls Royce is handmade. The leather of the seat, they don't just produce it with machine, no. Somebody must work on it. They will sew everything in, one by one. You can't go to the shop to buy the car. You order and wait. That means that if you want to ride the Rolls Royce this year, the earliest date you will get it is July. But if you want to ride the Toyota, before we finish this service, you will find one. How did it happen? The men said, we can't sit here and what? And die. We must do that. Now, do you know it was the four leprous men that brought the prophecy to manifestation? Why? Because they did something. Look at your neighbor and say, they did something. This year you will do something. You will stop complaining. You will stop crying. You will have to do something. Are you, are you unhappy with where you are? Are you tired of the level where you are? Are you, are you in a situation where you don't want the same network, the same income, the same house, the same shoe, the same everything? If you are tired of it, it's time to do something. It's time to have a growth mindset. He who has begun a good work in you will perfect it.
Praise God. I said, Praise God. Life is about being better. Growth mentality is a mindset that keeps questioning the norm, challenging status quo. It's a desire to make progress. We need to change from what we can do to what we will do. Now again, that's another thing. Many of us have started this year with goals. But you need more than plans. You need more than prayer points. You need more than a to-do list. What we actually need is to progressively begin to do out of the things that we have set for ourselves. In essence, if we are just dreaming, what we don't wish to happen will still happen anyway. But if we determine to take bold steps, our, short, our story shall be different. Progress is possible. But progress is impossible without change. And those who cannot change their minds cannot change their lives. But this year, you will make progress. Can I hear an amen, somebody? Let me say one more thing before we close. The greatest enemy of progress is the fear of failure. Many of us, we have tried and failed and we stopped. But failure is the necessary steps towards success. Somebody said successful people are serial failures who made it to the top. Once they change their own stories in life, they say no risk, no reward, no pain, no gain. Success is the outcome of several efforts to embrace our mistakes and learn to rise. That's why we said success has many fathers and failure is an orphan. Listen. Life has made it possible that people will always identify with successful people. And it's not because they dislike people who fail. It is because they know that all those that succeeded are succeeding out of their failure stories. You can't believe, you can't imagine some of the mess that has come out of... There's a guy, is he, is he Elon Musk or was that his name? That guy that, is, that uh, created the first um, driverless car. Some, he set up companies that they took from him. He did businesses of all sorts that he failed. But he hasn't stopped dreaming. It will amaze you how people keep, what do they call it? Reinventing themselves after their failure. In this, in this economy or in this community that we live, what do you want to do that you will not have some problems or challenges first? Where we have no roads, no electricity. So you will find out that if you are saying to yourself, we will not try, there is nothing we will do. But the truth is, when you succeed, people will celebrate you. So 
There are some of us who have had great dreams, but since we failed, we went back. It's time to get up. It took 40 days for the nation of Israel to attack Goliath. The reason that Goliath was not brought down was that nobody was ready to take the risk of dying. The day Goliath died, he was not more powerful than he was the first day. He had not acquired more weapons. He had not even said something new. It was what he said on the second and 27th day that he was still saying on the 40th day. But nobody was ready to take the risk. Everybody there knew that they had killed people in war before, but not a giant. And what they were saying to themselves, I don't know about this one. I'm talking to those people that God has given ideas, but they are saying to themselves, I don't know how it will happen. But ladies and gentlemen, when a 17-year-old boy showed up, who had nothing to lose. You know, I've told you, it looks as if the people who win sometimes in life are those whom we count as the weakest. God there looked at Goliath, killed him before he died. Finally, when Goliath died, the woman went to town. God saved us from women. When they decide the direction, the Bible says they began to sing. Saul killed his thousand, isn't it? But what happened to David? He killed his ten thousand. Why did they praise David? Who cares the efforts that Saul has taken? What is more important is that David won the day. You will be the David for your year. In your household, you will be the David in your house. They won't call you, but God will call you. Rise up to the occasion. Rise up to the opportunity. Rise up to the situation. Because this year will turn out beautifully for you. Your efforts will not fail. Your attempts will not fail. You will not lose energy. You will win, win in the name of Jesus. I see this year as a year of mind shift from you. For you. You won't stay on the same level. You won't think from the same perspective. You won't live within the box. You won't even live outside the box. You will live without the box. Because God has you in mind. I prophesy over you that this year will favor you in the name of Jesus. We'll find you in the place of progress. And you will have a testimony. In Jesus' mighty name I have prayed. Praise the Lord. Thank you for listening to another message. God's blessing be with you now and forever. For counseling, email trem at tremusa.org. Remain blessed.